Okay. Have you got like a list of questions you're going to ask me then? Or? Uh, do you know what with me? I mean, obviously I'm recording now as well, right? Yeah. But it's just in my brain. I've never very been very good with structure, which we're probably talking that, about as well. Yeah, because that's where we're so different. So yeah. I find like just going with the flow really stressful, whereas you're quite good at yeah, I hate, I hate the structure. You're very anti-structure, aren't you? Brilliant. But you know, I know, I know this is all a bit weird, but do you know what I want to do this then? Why? No, just what, what do you think we're doing this for? I think you want to maybe see how you come across to me maybe and learn a bit more about yourself. Oh, come on. Do you know what? I don't know if I do want to see how I come across. <laughs> no, I do. You know, so obviously people don't know. Well, people don't know me today either. Bloody, I'm not a celeb, am I? But um, so obviously we're now in the. Uh, we've been together. We with coming up to our second year. Yeah. In August. Yeah. We are in lockdown, aren't we? So we've had a. I mean, we've had a roller coaster ride as it is. Yeah. Lot of it to do with me, as you say, the rich don't. We have had a roller coaster, and then to top it off, in March, COVID happens. <laughs> <laughs> Just to top it off, you've had a shitty time, it's been very stressful. And oh. then we're gonna isolate. And so then, and that was, I suppose, that was at the time of the diagnosis of of knowing that really I've got bipolar, which is well yeah. time as well. Um, and then obviously the company's like slowed down, hasn't it? So that's all, we've had a lot to deal with, babe. There's been a lot of stress from like all angles, really. Fucking okay, hell, I don't know, we're standing. <laughs> I think it's laugh that gets us through a lot of it. And love, isn't it? And laughter and love, yeah. It laughter and love. I mean, what do you what do you think of me then? I think you're the most wonderful man I've ever come across. I think you're like to me, you're a hidden treasure that not enough people know about, and I just feel lucky that I've been been lucky enough to get to to know you and share a life with you. Like I can't believe my luck. Sometimes you're just an absolute gem, and even with you talking about the bipolar thing, you know that to me like we've spoke about it I don't see it as as a curse I, th I think it's so in some ways such a beautiful part of you and it is it is you you're not defined by it but it's pretty irrelevant you're just you're perfect as you are yeah but do you find it I mean I'll set the scene so when we talked about doing this podcast and then I said to you about, <laughs> about doing yeah we 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 played one of the ones I've just done with a deal, for instance, and and then you looked at me and said, oh, well, it doesn't matter if you only just do it for family. Yeah, I said it was a beautiful thing yeah. anyway, because it would be nice for like the kids to listen to you when they're older. And But that, but part of my thing is, is what for you is, is very much, I see that as failure. So, you know, obviously I want to, we want to show this on Spotify and I want people to know about it. And so I'm, I'm always looking for that, aren't I, with you and everyone. You, yeah, like defensive straight away about it like oh what like you don't believe in me then this couldn't go further than just being in the family it can't be like published 
when all I was saying was like, what a wonderful thing for the kids. I know, yeah, in some ways that is quite tricky at times to deal with. But I almost preempt what you're thinking sometimes. I know as soon as words leave my mouth, I know how you're going to interpret them. And it's just, I don't know, as long as I can explain why I've said what I've said, I think most nine times out of ten, you do come around or you do on the surface, whether you do internally, I don't know. Uh, no, I do tell. It's very, it's funny, isn't it, love and thing? Because when the, you know, when the first, you know, obviously we met on Tinder. And when well, we, it happened. Happens, yeah, but you ignore me on happy. <laughs> well, I know me, but, you know, obviously you're picking through and you're meeting people and that. And with you, I knew, and that, it's a weird thing to say, but I knew I was excited about you because you, you brought out all my insecurities. Did I? Yeah. So, you know, when, when I've been on dates for if you're with someone and you're not, you're just not feeling it, you're not really thinking. But with you, I instantly felt um, small. More vulnerable. Yeah, and small. Like I wouldn't be good enough to get on a date with this girl. So I just think that's absolute madness. I, I suppose I wasn't all over you straight away, was I? I was just, but that's because of the situation I was in. I was quite independent anyway. And I yeah, wasn't desperate to up. be with anyone. Yeah. And so all my insecurities were out there, yeah, because it was like, bloody hell. Because you didn't really give a crap, did you? About all this <laughs> well, like you said, when you picked me up in your car and yeah. you thought I'd be really, like, shocked by it, but, and, like, impressed. And yeah. I just couldn't, I couldn't, didn't even notice it, did I? I just, it was just a car for me. Mm. It was a very much like, because I suppose... I think with me dating and my past life, it's been very much like the less I, you know, it's not enough, just me. Yeah. So that's why I used to have a lot of trouble dating, you know, years ago, because it's very much like where um, it's all the other stuff that is going to define me and they're going to like me because of that. But that's how you felt, not how people have made you feel, is it? That's just how you felt. It's not that somebody's made you feel rubbish about yourself and that you're nothing without the extras. That's just something you think on your own anyway, you know? Yeah, but I, yeah, but I do I feel that. Now that you know me and my obsession with cars. I think... Yeah, I, I find it really hard to relate to it. I find it really sad. I find it so sad because you don't know what a beautiful soul you are. And I find it really sad that you feel like, you know... You, I, I've said to you, God, if, if we were renting, you worked in a call centre, I would still be just as happy because I'm, I'm with you. And I think you find that really hard to get your head around sometimes. And, and you're like, oh, well, I wouldn't feel adequate or, or, you know, I'd feel worthless. And I just find that really hard to relate to you sometimes because the extras, they're lovely. And I, I don't want you to think I'm ungrateful because you've shown me such a nice life compared to what I was used to but mm. the most important thing in that is you it's not it's not the extras and if you lose all the extras we, I'm still left with you and that's surprised to me yeah because with the lockdown and all that's going on and uh yeah there's not you know if I for instance like you know with company we've got now if that all does you know not our fault I don't know how I'm going to cope in a sense with me and you as well. I think there's, and there has been issues now because uh, me is not enough. 
And that's not you saying that, that's just in my brain. So yeah, I'm only as good as my last idea, or I'm only as good as the car I'm driving, or the wealth I can show off in a way. That's so, yeah. And it's always something I think I'm going to find really frustrating with you. Because yeah. I, I don't feel I'm ever going to get into your head enough to make you realise you on your own, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know if that's the bipolar or that's the med... I don't know what that is, but that's always... I suppose because I've always had to uh, prove myself. And, and you don't really know when to stop. I just find it hard to... Because you... Obviously, you met me and I was a single mum working but literally had not two pennies to rub together and I felt I genuinely felt like I had nothing to offer anyone like why would anyone be interested in me but if you can then you know fall in love with somebody that on paper didn't have anything to offer you like materialistically then I don't get why you can't see that for yourself sometimes yeah because that but then as that part of your you know I say this to you you know with some of your friends as well you, you don't understand I suppose you you say that and you go, we've had this conversation, haven't we, really? It's meant to be about me, yeah, but I'm going to talk about you. <laughs> right, for a little while, okay? And then we're going to go back to me. But there is, you know, the first, that first telephone conversation, when you probably thought I was actually mental, but there is, when we start talking about our lives as well, mm. you, you've belittled, because some of the stuff I've done is business, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so, and it sounds amazing, but, and I've had to work really hard for it, but you belittle, and your friend, I mean, your friend Flo, you're all the same. It's very much you belittle the art of surviving, and not, not surviving, but getting on. So, you know, there, there was a thing with you, which you'd understand, is that I do think you're a lot more better than me, but you don't seem to understand. And it's not a competition, but it's very much like, you you know you've got on with it of, of your past and and what has happened as a single mum with Ada and having to work full time and you didn't claim benefits and Christ said that is an amazing achievement yeah it so, yeah I mean when you put it like that it is but I think you're quite a rare person to come across like when I was on dating apps and stuff like that it's very it is very much about like you know, the people I went on dates with, well, what do you do for a job? You know, how much money do you earn? What's your aspirations? And like, it's strange because you are successful and you've done amazing for yourself, but you weren't like, that wasn't something that you were looking to, in another partner. Do you know what I mean? You weren't looking to tick off these, you know, what's her aspirations? What's her ambitions? You were just actually impressed with the fact that I was hardworking. Well, and, um, um, yeah, you just, yeah, yeah, I don't think you, I don't, yeah, I don't think you've got that. I think there's so much bullshit in this world and there's so, yeah. I'm part of it, aren't I, with all the flashy shit, but there is a lot of, <laughs> oh, yeah, am I, but there is a lot of bullshit and there is a lot of people pretending how amazing they are and they can, you could probably sit there and you could be in a room with these people, but I tell you what, for me, in a sense where I'd be, it's like a bit like, I'm just having flashbacks, like the Wolf of Wall Street, you know? You know when he's yeah. on the beach and that woman's in it. He's like, you know, yo, you came to my, you had $20. You had $20. <laughs> and I said, it won't. is, yeah. Yeah, and you were like, oh, I won't give you $20. I'm going to give you that, you know what I mean? And then you weren't, yeah, you worked your ass off because that's your, that's your personality, yeah. Yeah, you've just got to get on, haven't you? 
Mm. I've always had that in me. You've got to get on. But I think you're the same. You do get on as much as you beat yourself up about stuff. You're still standing now. And how far you've come from, you know, how, how you did feel in the past and how low you felt before is amazing. Oh, no, A lot of people wouldn't have done what you've done. No, I know that. I do. No, and I get that, you know, but I think this journey now of doing all these interviews, we've got to get to a point, you know, where maybe changing medication. That's, but I think this is a great way of just talking about like how things going to change that and how I'm going to come. Because I don't, listen, I don't want to be 60 and we're still mm. in. Because it's very tiring, you know, it's very hard to tell anyone what's going on in your brain. Well, that's the thing, I think, sometimes, because, you know, I've said to you, do you actually necessarily need to get medication for bipolar? Because I, I see it as a very beautiful thing, and I know you have your dark days, but then at the same time, I don't know what it's like living in your head day to day, and if it is a real battle and a struggle, because I'm only seeing the outside of it. And, yeah, you do have down days, but then you also have like really fucking amazing days where you are just so vibrant and bright and creative. You don't want to dampen that side of it either. Is it just? But a... then if it's a struggle in your head, then. Yeah, and I don't, sometimes I worry it's going to affect us as I go. You know, it's very hard to do someone's constantly looking for someone to see them as, or as what they believe. So, you know, when I feel my bad days, when I feel useless, a waste of space, I'm looking that, I'm looking for that in you to, which you probably what, don't. to validate it? Yeah, I'm looking that in constantly, and that's very hard for you. And I don't think sometimes you realise I'm doing that sometimes, but I'm always constantly, you know, there's yeah. kind of, there's a thing in my brain that is that, that thing is, because she's, she's going to work you out, don't worry. She's going to realise that you're a waste of space, you know, and that's very... It's very tiring and that's very hard. You know, sometimes I think you think I'm switching off, but that is what's probably going on in my brain. I think the worst thing that I find with you when you do have your down days is you f I feel like you push me away. Like you just want to be on your own. You want to be downstairs, led on the bed, sort of like, I don't know, wallowing in your, in your pity and you, and you want to be totally left alone. I find that really frustrating because I want to comfort you. And yeah, I, I suppose sometimes I'm not very understanding. And I know there's been a few occasions when I have snapped and I've just wanted to shake you and yeah. be like, you give you a wake up call and just literally just put a firework up your ass and be like, just pack it in. Like, stop it, get up and let's deal with stuff because nothing good is going to come from wallowing. But then I need to respect your, you know, what you're going through and that's your way of dealing with it. And I think I am learning to do that. I don't feel like I'm on your case as much when you're feeling fed up. Yeah, I suppose the worst thing you can do when someone's like that is, oh, you know, you have done that, babe. <laughs> Not like I'm in the bush. You'd be, oh, you've been very much, oh, big deal. Get up. You had that fun. I was all in bed with the curtains down and I was done. I was feeling so bad inside and you come in and you couldn't get it and it was very frustrating for you. Yeah. Yeah, and that is like, it's like, oh, okay. It's not, because it's not a personal, it's not like you're doing it out of choice. But when it's someone you, you love and you see them going through a hard time and you can't get into their head to snap them out of it, it feels very personal, whether it is or, or it isn't. It feels personal and you feel like, God, why can't I just get through to them? 
why can't they see themselves like through my eyes like how how i see them and it is frustrating and you just feel like shaking you sometimes but then i think those those times are you know they're not that what how often do you get like that probably let's be honest probably like once a fortnight yeah i mean sometimes not especially it's not that hasn't been as bad has it? it's been up and down a bit but I suppose I'm yeah, doing this as well, talking to you about it, is letting you know that it's not... Because yeah, I, I think if I was with someone that is a bit like me, you kind of take it personal. Yeah, you do, every time. Like, I do. And then, obviously, I have my own insecurities. That's think, what well, I mean, yeah. Why am I not getting through to him? Like, why am I not enough to make him realise? And, it, and it is frustrating. But what you've got to understand is it, it's not... It's really hard because it's, you're saying that and then I'm in my head and I'm feeling a failure and then I'm feeling... You know, there there are moments where I just don't feel good enough for you. And it's mad that you, with your, you know, when you have, don't have any confidence, I'm just feeling like a waste of space. So I'm not, it's not about you because you're not making me happy. It's because I don't feel good enough. And yeah. So, you know, that is what's going on there, really. It's not about, oh, she doesn't make me happy. It's not that. It's not that. It's that feeling of, you know, you're having a bit of a moment and you just feel like a waste of space. And all your insecurities and all that crap. Is... So what do you? So when you get in moments like that, then what do you suggest that I do? Just... Leave you and let you just get it out your system uh, and then get back to normal. Yeah, is it like um, basically doing it in vain? If I if I do anything, it's in vain really because it's never gonna change your thoughts. I understand that it's not. It's not. Yeah. So it's nothing to do. It's very. Depression is very, and what this is, very personal. It's very, like, I can see how it affects everyone, doesn't it, yeah? Mm. So that it's trying to get to that feeling that it's nothing, it's not about the life I have or, or me and you. It's just, it's like a demon, a little monster that I always think he's, like, comes in my head and mm. he takes everything out of it. He literally, you know, memories, everything just seems to go and it's just darkness. It's just black, you know, like black yeah. curtains. And so that is what's going on there. So it's not, you know, but I don't have that all. That is really dark. That's really dark when it gets to that. But you, you, don't, you don't have it that bad. I mean, a lot, like, if, if we're saying you've got bipolar, a lot of it, I'd say, to me, is, is the good side of bipolar, if there is one, is the, the funny, creative, you know, it's brilliant being around you. You're so much fun. Like, I've never met anybody that makes me laugh like you do. Um... Yeah, no, yeah, listen, we, and, and something I've taught you, what you've taught me is, I'm living now. And you're like, oh, well, you better calm down now, come on. <laughs> you know, but yeah, because I, I didn't appreciate my youth, I feel, you know, having fun and we're having laughter and when we, you know, I'm doing things and we're having a great old time, do you know what I mean? And getting out to life. Um, yeah, and that's all stuff that I didn't expect, so... That was all, it has changed. You have changed me a lot in two years. And I do, well, I'm completely different than what I was five years ago, three years ago, you know? Do you feel like that? Yeah. Mm. I do, but, you know, there is, I really do. There is a funny old journey where you can, I do believe you can change. It's not like when someone says you've got mental health problems, that's it, you're going to be, you're, you can change like where you're more confident. You know me, and I talk to people. But, you are so confident. Like, you're so much more confident than I am. But um, but the thing is with me is I'm a cop-out, aren't I? Because I'm, 
I'm confident I can't build relationships with, like, make friends, really. I only go so far, and then that's it for me because I just can't do it, paranoia and all that crap. But, yeah, but obviously... Is that what it is? Paranoia and, like, feeling, I don't know, you're not, you know, what are they thinking about me? And is that what stops you? Because I'll be honest, like, a lot of the time, I know I've got my friends and stuff, but I, I don't like making new friendships because I'm just... I can't be bothered to put the effort in. I know that sounds really bad, but I like who I like. And I, I think, like, I'm quite picky with who I want to give my energy to. And sometimes I think maybe you're just the same. I think you're, the issue with you is, is circumstance because you've had your own business. You've not had, a lot of people make friends through work, which you've not had the opportunity to do. And I think that's it. I don't think there's any fault with you. I don't think you find it hard to make friends at all, but I think you're probably quite picky about who you really feel you know he feels on your wavelength yeah I don't know was it a scare that you know for me it's very much the less people I have to deal with that you know I mean with you there there are I mean I put I put this with you being honest about this it is a constant being in a relationship with someone you love it and when the feeling oh, I do sometimes that you're going to see through me and you're going to wake up and you're going to think fuck me what the, who the fuck am I with it? You know, and that's never gone away. So there's that feeling. So then, when you're, it's very then hard to make relationships with friends and that because it's just more people that you feel are going to think, "Fuck me, this guy's a fucking boring one, isn't he?" Or, "God, he's a bit of a," you know. But you could never be boring. You could never be any of those things. You you are just wonderful as you are, and it is hard to get that across to you. Like I, the thought of you thinking that I'm going to wake up one day and think, "Oh no, he's not for me." Oh my god, I could kill you! Like, why are you even thinking those thoughts? That is so like that thought has never entered my head. I've, I, I don't just. I know you say I'm a charmer and I say all these lovely things to you and I'm good with words or whatever. But I honestly wake up every day and I feel I look at you and I feel blessed that you have come into my life. I do. And we have had hard times, you know, things that have come into our relationship from outside sources that haven't been our, you know, ha hasn't been like made organically from our relationship. It's just come from outside and we've coped with it really well. Like if you take away all of the crap from the outside, the, the bones of me and you, it was really good. Mm. No, we're a bit fiery sometimes. I know I can fuck off and stuff. <laughs> there's so much love here and and it's the worst feeling in the world when we do clash i hate it no i know there are no but obviously we're gonna have arguments that aren't because of my bipolar but there are arguments that happen because of you you know being a self <laughs> what <do> you mean? <laughs> no what i mean is you can't always christ i was going to bring something else i remember yeah but so we can't always blame you know the one thing of labeling that i have bipolar that isn't the reason for ups and downs. No, it's not. Oh, yeah, not all the time. And that's what I worry about in relation. You know, we watched that on the TV the other day and your eyes were flicking at me, you know. <laughs> and, I'm thinking, and I know you probably didn't even mean to do it, but it's how do you deal when you're labelling it. You're, you're, you know, there'll be times I'm pissed off and you might go, oh, here he goes. He's having a moment. He's having a moment. Oh, yeah, babe. That is just the same as like if I'm a bit irritable and you're like, Oh, you've got PMT. Yeah, it's true. Do you know what I mean? It's the same thing. 
but no i wouldn't i wouldn't do that anyway like this whole thing of bipolar has only come about recently hasn't it mm. really well i've always known there's something not right yeah we've always known it but haven't we but yeah like the the label there but i suppose yeah because when i was growing up no one you know the last podcast i've done with the deal with my friend when i was growing up we didn't have stuff like this you know i'm not saying like i'm an old man yeah no but it had a stigma to it didn't it we did was no such thing as mental health so in a sense all the shit i was going through back then it wasn't because i had mental health it's because i was a waste of space in the brain because there's nothing else it was very much like this because this is who you are you know you're a little bit you know the reason yeah. for acting like this because you are a fucking idiot you know so yeah it's a it's such a tricky one nowadays where people talk and I, I do find mental health is so every fucker's on the everyone is on it at the moment it's like a bit of a bandwagon isn't it it's like it's quite a popular oh, i know it sounds yeah. really bad controversial saying that but it is quite a thing of i don't know sometimes it can go too much the other way you know there's a lot to be said for just sort of like getting on and I know it's not easy to just get on sometimes. I know we had like a bit of a falling out the other day when I was like, don't you just want to be happy? And you just like, <laughs> yeah, of course I want to be fucking let's, happy. Let's actually say that. That's for everyone out there that is ever going to listen to this. We're never going to get out anywhere. When we were laying in that bed and I'm crying and I'm really down, aren't I? And then you look at me and you look at me and you go, you just want to be happy, and you bored. <laughs> and that is not the thing to say to someone who is dealing yeah. with bipolar. It's not, babe. Just letting you know. No, it's not. And I've learned a lesson. You know, that's an error in my way, sir. That was harsh. But you are right. Listen, you are right. There are. Why can't you be? And I'm not one of those people that mopes around, am I? You know. You uh, have moments of moping, like you'll have a whole day, and I try and snap you out of it. Mm. But do you know what it I is? Think, what? No, no, but it sounds so boring, doesn't it? And everyone's talking about this, but I know people out there, but I can't tell you the feeling. It is soul destroying. That it's all, it is, I know it's not paranoid because there's no one talking to you, not like schizophrenia, but you, it feels like there is someone that just turns up and he takes everything out of your brain and you just feel like such a waste of space. You know, and then, you know, when I look at you and obviously the kids as well, you just feel such a failure. And it's so, it's really bad, actually. And that is, and you, you're never, you know, like when I talk to certain people, like my family, Nick, I love them. It's very hard because you're, you guys won't have to experience that. And then it I have, like, I'll have my dark days and I'll have days where I feel. But that's what things have happened to you, isn't they? They're not. You know, when, when the difference between me and you is, is, and which I feel amazing for you is, the reality is you can go, you know, when, this isn't your podcast, so we're not going to go into that, it's your own <laughs> but, you know, your family life and all the things. I've got situations that have caused my depression, yeah. Whereas you feel like yours is just in your head, yeah. Yeah, but I don't know, because my childhood hasn't helped. But yeah, but look, I mean, when, you know, we've had arguments, haven't we? And you probably had that massive argument that time. And you're looking there, and you're, you go, so what? You got bullied. 
And then you were like, try having a dad who died when you were fucking 20. Do you know what I mean? From <laughs> things, and reality, a lot of things worse have happened to you. Yeah, and they have. But the difference is, you just get on with it. They, they're not in your, you know, you get sad about it, but it's a different thing, isn't it? Yeah. It is different. Like, I have moments where, you know, it does get me really down. And, like, I've, I've spoke to you about it before, about counselling and, and talking about it. But actually, sometimes I find it harder if I, if, I, if I dwell on it and I go over it. You know, the, the bottom line is I know what's made me sad in my life. I know I can't change what's made me sad. So I just get on. And the less I really dwell on it, the less I talk about it, the, the more I can just get on with life and just and live my life as best as I can. Obviously, if I, if I have moments where I feel a bit knocked and my confidence is knocked or something sad happens, you know, it's still there underneath and it all does come out. And you've, you've seen it, something not even related to my past. If I'm just feeling a bit fed up, suddenly all my past comes out and I'm crying over stuff to do with my mum or my dad. So I know, it, I know it's not healthy and that it doesn't disappear, but does it ever disappear if, you, if you've had traumas and stuff going on? I don't think it does. You've just got to get the hell on and just live your life. Well, I find when you say that, you're like the old beast, you're like Peggy Mitchell. <laughs> um, our way of thinking on mental health is very different, yeah. You're very much like, come on, get yourself... Yeah. Yeah, where I'm very much like, I want to deal with it. And the reason why I'm doing these podcasts is because... I Part want of that. Yeah, I want to deal with it. And do you yeah. know what? I don't think we we do live our lives, you know, and I know people, and I don't think I'm close to many people, but no one really knows anyone. And I and I find that really we're all going through things and you don't really know people. We never really share stuff and we never you know really you know. Know we're going on with what's going on in your brain and how you're feeling, you know. I mean I've been in meetings, haven't I, when you know, and I'm wanting to die inside and I'm sitting there smiling away. And then it's just all bullshit sometimes, really. Mm. Not sure they want to know my feelings when I'm trying to sell them shit anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a funny. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in terms of the bipolar stuff, I don't know whether you do. I don't know. It's up to you whether you go down the whole route of like treatment and, you know, you are who you are at the end of the day. And if there's a label attached to it, does it really make a difference? I don't know. There's a lot of good that, that I think comes from it. And there's a lot of... Life is never dull with you. No, no, life is never dull. I'm a fucking roller coaster of... You, know. you are, you are, like I said, always said you're like a hurricane, like a beautiful hurricane. And you've got such force and power, power within yourself. Mm. But it's never dull being with you. I could, no one could ever be bored being around you, Rich. To th- <laughs> like to, for you to even think that anyone could be bored in your presence. You're like, di- you're dynamite. Like you just don't know. You can have like the biggest clown in front of you that's a comedian. Or you can have someone, you know, having a really deep conversation about feelings. I, no one could ever be bored around you. And I do find it quite a beautiful. I, I love your personality. Yeah, it's just worth a... No, but I'm not in your head. I don't know how it feels. I don't know how draining it is. It is draining, but whether I suppose you just want to, yeah, because that's the thing with medication. That's going to be the journey in it. Talking about that, and, because whether the older you get, you know, I'm 42 soon. How old are you, millennial girl? 33. 33. What the hell? So yeah, so but it's whether you get 
so tired that you're it's going to have a worse effect if you don't now take that medication or you you don't you know because it is very tiring of not feeling you know so rest of it so sunday tomorrow i'll guarantee and you probably won't even know but every sunday from how long i remember i'll know I'll oh get... i do know you're fed up on a yeah. sunday and a monday you hate it but like especially sunday it's very restless but i think shit what should i be doing now i should be doing something now I've got to get... you're never really you're never at peace are you you never just nah. chill out you're always gardening or doing the cars or washing the cars or you, you never just sit still and do nothing it, will, it normally was work yeah so it's a bit of a yeah and if i don't I mean my sister's like that as well if i don't if i could if i just sit there I sometimes i think it's like if i lay in in the mornings for too long it's like you're inviting trouble mm. Yeah. Yeah. You're never really peaceful. Oh, I don't think I've ever seen you truly peaceful, actually. But on. then I'm not either. You yeah, know, I can't say that I'm ever at peace. No, listen, I am. There are peaceful, bloody hell, you know, laughing and, you know. Oh, the best times with you is just before we go to sleep and we chat hey. and you're half asleep. The no, conversations are just are so good. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. That is, listen, I, I do enjoy them now more than I did just, yeah. I, I appreciate things more now, especially the kids growing up and seeing them grow. I get it all now. Like, my yeah. ego's gone, which is an amazing thing. Do you feel it has, though? Because you do like your cars still. I don't, actually, I fucking don't think it. No, do you know what it is? It's the, like, so, like, you know, like, you know, wanting to buy this next car that I want to get, yeah? Mm taken to another level isn't it and it's like there is an eagle thing ego bit there but because it's not like about showing off to people but it's just in my brain because it's constantly fighting and it's i'm still trying to show people that probably don't remember me that i made it and yeah and that's what that is so that's a feeling of success still especially when there isn't a lot of success at the moment is because everything's in lockdown you know, getting that car is a way of still feeling the success element. And it's fucking fun, to be honest. I always wanted a, I always wanted a posh car when I was growing up because I was always told I wasn't going to get that. It's fun and it's, yeah, and you love your cars. But it is very momentary and I think no, this sometimes... No, I wouldn't get rid of this one. You wouldn't get rid of this one. But <laughs> no, I do I think, like, <laughs> it would be amazing to have a version of you that would be just as happy sitting in I don't know I don't know my cars I don't know just some bog standard car and still feel that you're the luckiest happiest man in the world and sub what you're sitting in it doesn't matter no do you know what that is a big thing this year if we come back and do this podcast see because there's an element so if I'm in like the work van or if we're in your car no disrespect to your car (laughs) if I see a flash car or I see someone that's a bit of a prick in my brain, it's all like, I want to say to him, I don't know, mate. i got Benny on the drive. i got a Range Rover, yeah? Right? It's almost like... Really? Yeah. That just comes out in my brain. And so, you know, certain people that that have effect on me, because I suppose they just... Some people remind you. I mean, sometimes it's a posh person. That sounds awful, isn't it? Or, or someone that I've always fighted against, and you see it in strains or whatever, yeah. There is that thing in me. Obviously, I won't, you don't really know at the time, but yeah, it's almost like, actually, mate, this isn't, I've got... Do um, you know who I am? 
Yeah, which is an absolute pile of shite. Because if I knew, if I thought I was successful, it wouldn't matter. Because you get millionaires out there driving the shittiest cars, and it, it doesn't matter, they've got nothing to prove. Yeah, they've got nothing to prove, yeah. And I, I'd love it one day if you could be like that. But if I'm you could not, just be content and just be I'm like, do you know what, I'm all right, I've got love at home. I've, I'm, yeah, I'm, I've got beautiful nice. kids, I've got love, and I've got nothing to fucking prove to anybody because do these people that I think are judging me, do they actually matter to my life? What are they giving me? Like, they're no contribution to your life, so why do their thoughts matter? Yeah, I, I find it hard to get into your head I, sometimes. Yeah, and then, do you know what? That's so, it's not really, it's still, I'm a victim of my upbringing and I've, I've never been able to stop that. I've never been able to fight. So most people I meet, I'm very conscious of, you know, I don't really care as much anymore. But yeah, there is a element that, you're, you know, you think I'm a fucking, because people, I'm sorry, I do think, I don't know if I'm going on here, but I do think how I speak, and mm. I act, I'm very bit dopey and have a joke and stuff like that. Fuckers out there, I mean, neighbours around here, people read you so quickly and they make a decision on you and that fucks me off. So, and I can't speak, I don't speak very well and I don't write very well and I don't act very well. So it's my only little way of, of saying, fuck me, look. Two fingers up, yeah. Yeah, this little kid here from fucking South East London you know, who kind of was on the scrap heap at 16 and you fucking ripped me off all of you, you know, I'm talking, I mean, I love my family, but everyone did, you know, and it's kind mm. of, you can't get away from that because you're, I feel constantly judged, even now, you know, and so there is that thing, you know, and I don't want to, I don't want to have to pretend I'm cocking, if you meet people and you've got to, like maybe I used to be, you've got to show people how great you are, I'm fucking bored of that, but Unfortunately, I just always feel how I come across. You kind of, it's always a battle with that because I don't want. But it's like it's. It seems like what matters to you is other people's thoughts on you. I don't know if it's their thoughts, but it just always feels like. Because to be honest, babe, I just think. Oh, again, these Yeah, but I just think, who cares what you know? Two doors down, things. Who cares? They're irrelevant. They're um, not in our lives, and I, and and I, and do you know what? If they judge you, they judge you. Who cares? You probably judge them. Half of them I are boring do. bastards. You don't you don't want to hang around with them. You don't want to be mates with them. So why are we affected by them? No, because it's not. It's a it's a funny one, it because it's it's not even them. It's very. It's just reminded of. Well, I suppose when I was younger, I can't seem to get that out of my brain of how I was treated and. And I don't take don't make fun of me, babe. All right, but you know, I can never get over that. So it's a constant fight. And when you meet people, they bring out sometimes people that you said I don't know. It's I, I don't even know. But it is a for me, it is a constant fight. I've never. I'm always fighting, and it's not physically fighting, but I'm always fighting some visible people that don't really. I don't remember their fucking names, but it, they're insignificant. Yeah. Yeah, and I know that, but there is a bit of me that is always because I can't tell you how I can't. I know. Look, I know you went through bad things, yeah. Mm. But I can't tell you, and then quite fun. It's hard talking to you because I feel like you're gonna fucking laugh, yeah. But I can't tell you how how badly I've been, you know, bullied and laughed at and humiliated. 
And at the time, there was nothing I could do about it. So well, all I had was to prove them wrong, you see. So at the time, it, you know, I had to take all the shit and I took all the shit and I turned it into this, into positivity to be successful. Mm. And, and you, I can't tell you how you kind of think you've won. You know, when I bought my first flash car or when, you know, people like me weren't meant to fucking buy a house. We were, I was meant to be minimum wage guy, you know, and I, I knew I was never going to be that because I was on the journey of proving everything wrong. So I need, mm. and you know, when you get your first car and you, a nice car, you, but you just can't stop it. You, you just, I think you're fighting so, I've been fighting for 30 years. And then it's so encrusted in you that everyone thinks you're a loser because of how you were. You can't, you can't seem to stop it. Yeah, because you know that's not true. You're not a loser. Well, listen, I, I, I can sit around people. I know that did, Dan. You know, fuck me. I've, I'm, I've done amazing. It's not bad that everyone has their own lives, but that's how I, that's how I live. So I'm always looking for the next fight. You know, and I do that with you sometimes. I'm always looking for the next fight because I want to prove people wrong again because I still feel I've got her. <laughs> and it's very... That's down to it. That's a big thing of my problem at the moment is that... You know, yeah, you do, I do feel like sometimes you forget who I am and you, no, you, you... You've done it a few times where you've lumped me in with everyone else and you've been like, oh, you're just like all the rest of them or you're just like them. And, and I just think, no, I'm not. <laughs> like I'm, I'm the woman that loves you. I'm not like everyone else. And I'm, I'm, God, if you could see yourself how I see you, you wouldn't have a doubt ever about yourself. You really wouldn't. You'd just be in awe of yourself, like I am of you. But I, I think part of it is just it's coming to terms with either okay, maybe you do see if medication helps, or you accept that this is you, and you're always going to have that in you, and you just learn to live with it. You've lived with it for this long. And you carry on living with it. It's just part of your personality. And, and don't try and fight it. You've always got it in you. It's ingrained into you, isn't it? You say it yourself. Yeah, but then... Yeah, but I don't... Yeah, it just gets tiring, doesn't it? Do you want to be at peace yeah. with yourself? I don't know. It's a funny one, isn't it? It's a funny, it's a funny one. But that's what all this is about, really. I'm hoping now... Yeah, I want to talk to my dad. <laughs> oh, shit. You know, get a because it is interesting how we don't really know how other people see us, do we? And so this is quite a thing for me of how people see each other. Like no one ever, you know, you're walking down the street and someone might see you. You don't know how what they're seeing. You, yeah, you know how they're judging or not really judging or they're not even fucking bothered. But it's very interesting to see how other people see you, and then maybe you can then. To you, use it as, you can use it as a tool, can't you? Mm, and how, yeah, how much you can get from that. Because I don't need praise. I'm topped up to the mats, you know? You are with me. I'm always praising you. No, no, but like, you know, like, anything, like when I was growing up, I wanted praise. I wanted my dad to say, boy, you're amazing. You know, like I say to our kids and I say to you, I needed that, you know? And then I've got that my own way. I do wish that. So I don't want it. When someone says, Christ, you're amazing, I'm like, yeah. And there's not being arrogant. I just don't need it, you know? So it's a funny one. I don't know. You are, you are a bit of a contradiction. I am, isn't I? And it's like, well, you would do, so does he want praise? He, he thinks he's, he's worthless, but he doesn't want praise. That's what I mean. It's such a... You are an enigma. 
fucking enigma. Yeah. <laughs> you are an enigma. But I I think you're the most wonderful man that I've ever met. The best father I've ever met. And I enjoy I love our life together. It's never dull. It's never dull. So maybe we get that Lamborghini. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what we'll do, well, after this journey I'm on now, we'll come back and we'll do another interview and how much I've changed. Or not changed. You might be exactly the same, babe. What car I've got. No, do you know what? Hand on heart, I do. I do. I want to... Look, I want the road. I don't want my life to be set in stone. Yeah, so I've never was so Christ, I'm not done yet. Okay, and so that's another thing. I'm always making sure people know I'm not done yet. But you know, you think I fucking done it. Yeah, whatever. But I do like to go now and on this when the lockdown's over and, and talk about medication with the doctor and then let's see where I am in a year's time. Yeah. Yeah, if I get over the I but maybe I just like fucking nice things. I never had them. Maybe I use it. You do like nice things. You've do, but I find you very like you quite money just goes through your fingers, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I, I sometimes feel like you don't and you know, we do differ with parenting. The value yeah, of money. Uh, yeah, because, and uh, you don't teach the kids the value of money. And I know you're like, Well, I wanna spoil them and I wanna but there's also it's not always you're very against strictness, and I and I get that. Yeah, yeah. You don't like routine. You don't like rules. You don't like saying what? no to the kids. Oh, but no. there's also a lot of you know. There's good things that the kids can learn from like value of money and stuff like that. And yeah, but do you know what? But then it's you. That is who you are. Yeah, and like coming from that brain work, I knew the value of money because I didn't fucking have it. Yeah, and we didn't come from that upbringing, so I knew the value of money, and I was constantly told I was never going to have money. So I kind of feel like I want my kids not to think about things. Obviously, they're going to have to think. I mean, every this generation now, fucking hell, they are, aren't they? They're very sport and that. But, yeah, I'm, I suppose I'm constantly thinking I don't want them to, to know that they're going to have to understand one day, you know, what's going to happen to them and what they do in their lives. But, yeah. you know, I don't want them to have to feel all the... Oh, I'm fucking just born. I don't know. Who knows? But that's another podcast, yeah? <laughs> Talk about that and my fucking problems with children sorting them. Not problems, you but you know what I mean. So... Is that a wrap then? Are we done? Well, I'm going to end it. Because yeah. it's part of the thing. Is there anything you okay. want to say? Just that I think you're a wonderful human being, Rich. And No, I think, listen, I've never, you know, we'll see what we say next year. <laughs> <laughs> but it is very much like where sometimes you I don't know you know you have changed my life and I think you're amazing and I, I wouldn't I don't think I would be here with what's happened recently in the last you know the year and that because I've never known love I've never been loved like you have loved me see and so the sad thing is 20 years ago actually 20 years ago how old would you have been I'd have been 13, babe. Oh, oh. <laughs> that too? Yeah, all right. So let's say... That was a bit wrong, yeah. But let's say eight, when you were 18, how old would I have been? You'd have been 27, I think. Oh, slightly wrong. That's all right. That's not too bad. Oh. <laughs> but 
but yeah, I mean, the reality is, if I'd met you when I was in my twenties and you were my age, yeah, you know, maybe a lot of that is about because you know being loved and someone saying, "Christ, you know," I mean, I didn't, you know, someone saying, "Christ, it's all right," you know, you're. I mean, I get emotional about it because I, I never had that. I never had someone, you know. I think with you it would have been like, you know, we say you wish we met met me. earlier. Yeah. yeah, and I think that for someone like you to say, Do you know what, it's gonna be all right, because I didn't have that, and I didn't have someone say, you know, it's all gonna be all right, and someone that loved you and you took all the shit that you're thinking, and just, you know, and I do know that with you, and I do know. You I'm do loved. know I love you. No, yeah, yeah, I know, know I'm loved, and yeah. I take advantage of that sometimes, you know, because <laughs> I'm 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 taking it all because I've never had it, so. I'm having that, I'm afraid. Do you know, do you know what I mean? So it is a bit of a... It's not a chore loving you. It's, it's the easiest thing in the world. And that's where it should be, yeah. And I know that. You have to understand that. You know, I do yeah, get I do. that. So these moments aren't, you know, because of you. It's just how it is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So that concludes this podcast. Okay. The thing at the front, and he will like introduce you and all that stuff. Okay. And um, then that's it, isn't it? You've got nothing else, have you? Well, nothing else, I'm done. I'll tell you what, though. <laughs> this was All right. Hanging up. Hanging up. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>